Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. It's Eileen. You're listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Kate Marie O'Brien, and Kate is a visionary and global voice for boldness and truth. She's fought for her life twice and knows firsthand what personal transformation looks like. So she's a total stand for what's possible in humanity and collaborates with the top leaders in our industry like Jack Canfield, Brendan Burchard, and many more. So hi, Kate. So glad to have you here. Hi, Lavender. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. So let's start off talking about your background because I did read up on your background that you had to overcome crazy challenges, drug addiction, anorexia, depression. Can you talk about that struggle? Yeah. Gosh, where do we start? Um, Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) it was all I, what I'll start with, it was, it was a total prison. You know, um, if anyone who's listening has experienced anything like that where you just feel like you're so isolated from everyone in the world. I mean, that's how I felt. I felt mm-hmm. isolated. I felt alone in my struggles. I felt like no one understood me. You know, I suppose the therapy for anorexia at the age of 18. And oh. and this, you know, you know, went right through to my early 20s. And I remember just thinking that at that grand old age, my early 20s, I had totally screwed up my life. Like there was no hope for me in my life whatsoever. And that's what you believed yourself? It was totally my belief. I could not see anything else apart from that my life was gone. And I couldn't also even imagine any life without that. So, you know, to go from there to living the kind of life I get to live now, the reason why I like to share that is I want to remind people that it does not matter where you're starting from. You can literally get anywhere from here. Right. That's a crazy transformation. I mean, I want to dig into that a little deeper because so how many years do you think you were kind of stuck in that dark place and how exactly did you start to get out of it? Yeah, like three years in the peak of anorexia Mm -hmm. um, and depression. I, it took everything to get out of anorexia I've got Mm -hmm. little inverted quote commas going in the air and then when I got out of that I had kind of like a tree it's like the tree had been topped off uh, like cut off let's say the tree was anorexia but the roots underneath the ground hadn't been dealt with it's like the roots that had fed that thing were still there and Mm. so the roots then shot up another tree which was called a drug addiction yeah and what, what were those roots can you talk about that yeah not enoughness fear guilt anxiety and you know like anything that we go through all stem from our very early experiences you know when we're born we don't have that preconditioning by the time we're five years old 50% of our beliefs are in place. By the time we're eight years old, 80% of our beliefs are in place. And then 12, it's 95%. You know, so it's those early Mm -hmm. years that create the core conditioning. And, you know, yeah, for me, it was very disruptive. Um, We lived in a family of violent alcoholism. However, and here's the interesting thing that I want to say, because you might be sitting there thinking, listening to this podcast, but I didn't have a childhood like that. Or you might be thinking I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a childhood like that. You know, it's actually... 
in terms of this early conditioning, it actually is for when someone's little, like six years old, even someone not playing with them in the playground, if that was a really big thing for that little five-year-old and the little five-year-old felt really upset, that can get coded and have the story of not enoughness. And it's the, um, we've traveled the world and worked with tens of thousands of people. And it's this feeling in the background of feeling fundamentally flawed that is a shared human experience that gets expressed in different ways. And actually, often when they're feeling this not enoughness, we're trying to even prove the opposite. So for a while, it just got too much and I had to numb it out through all those things. But, you know, I've also mm. experienced the other end of it that I've been extremely successful in my life coming out of that place of trying to prove that I am enough. Oh, so do you think that it drove you to the extreme on the other end, like tr trying really hard to prove that you can be successful? A hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, 100%. that's interesting. And you look at a lot of people who are high achievers and perfectionists, especially perfectionists. You yes. look at where does that come from? Where does the drive come from? Now, is it possible to create out of an entirely different space? Yeah, it's, in, it's entirely possible. See, I really believe that when we do the work over, over here inside us primarily, first of all, and get that we're actually enough as we already are, mm -hmm. and we stop trying to get somewhere to prove our worthiness, to achieve something so that we'll be good enough, all of those things, and then we just realize that actually right now I'm already flipping awesome, excuse my French. That's <laughs> okay. And then, and then from that space, what do I want to create? From that space, what do I want to expand into? And then it comes from a very different space. So really just you are enough where you are right now everybody out there. I mean, when someone's going through like the depression though, like when you tell someone you are mm -hmm. enough and they're in that state, sometimes they just, it doesn't register. Oh, yeah. So how, yeah, let's talk about how to get someone to realize that. Yeah, I think, and you're right. We can't tell, get someone to realize anything if they're not willing to. And I think that's the challenging thing. I mean, if we're thinking of someone else being in depression and how do we get them to be better, like that can be quite a challenging thing, right? And if we're going to answer that one particularly, if you do have someone in your life that is feeling depressed, you know, one of the things is just to know that they're loved unconditionally and they have support available and that they're not alone is, I think, the key things that people need to know. People People need to know that they're not alone and that there is help mm -hmm. available because I think things like depression and anxiety and things like that people become very isolated and yeah. and then with sometimes well-meaning family and friends trying to change them trying to make them better can be really frustrating if, if they're not yet ready to but it, as long as they know that someone's there to support them I remember my mum my mum, you know, the time I actually told her that I had been on drugs and I've just got off drugs you know what she said she could have said a million, t million things. You know, here's her daughter saying, I've just got off one of the hardest drugs there is known to mankind. And, yeah. and instead of saying anything like that came from her own place of fear, she just said, and this is the first thing that came out of her mouth, wow, I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's sweet. And I was like, what? He's joking? <laughs> And she said, she said, yeah, she said, I've heard that's a really, really strong addictive drug. And the fact that you've got off it, it makes you the strongest woman I know. Wow. 
I know. Talk about pick a woman up when she's feeling down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But in terms of if if you yourself is feeling d- depressed, how do you make those steps? Yeah, small, small baby steps. I think one thing we have to know what's possible for us in, inside of feeling depressed or inside of feeling like things have crumpled around us. It's sometimes hard to see that light. So if anyone is listening to this and they are in a space or you are in a space where you're feeling quite alone in whatever you're going through, please know, like find a part of you that has a knowing that there is absolutely a way out of this. And sometimes this is where you have to dig for some courage and some faith. And then from that knowing, just remind yourself every day about that knowing and then just little steps. It's like, what can you do today? Mm-hmm. What can you do in this moment? And it's, it's the little stuff. If every time, if every moment you say, what can I do in this moment? And you just follow that, you know, these are little things. Sometimes it's having a shower, you know, sometimes having a shower can build momentum to having some breakfast and sometimes having some breakfast, if you haven't eaten in a while, can build some momentum to something else. And, you know, momentum adds up. I think I'm proof of the matter. I've got a, now I've got a huge global business. I live in Bali. Just life is so different. We've got a team of seven full-time employees in our team. And, you know, this is built up from, I used to live in a garage with no money Mm -hmm. and feel very isolated so really when I say have a knowingness that you can get anywhere from here please know that and it is the little steps that add up yeah I love that so much it is the little steps and I always tell people to start doing just the little things to take care of yourself like you said like a shower like go for a walk just Mm -hmm. listen to music dance a little bit like those little things really make a difference and yeah let's talk about the amazing life that you have now because you've done some pretty awesome things for the people in this world. I mean, first of all, do you want to share about like your global summits and workshops, that kind of thing? Yeah. So we've got a few different things going on. The Game Changer Global Summit is an annual event where we interview the top, you know, quote unquote, thought leaders in the world, like the Jack Canfields and the Brennan Bouchards. And that's fun. That's really fun. We also have a two-day breakthrough event, where, which is called Game Changer Live. And we run that through Southeast Asia and Australasia. And we have a couple of hundred people in the rooms on those events. And then we have daily mentoring space, which is called Game Changer VIP, which um, you can check out at gamechangervip.com. But it's a daily mentoring space where we mentor in there live. And really the intention of that is we share all of ourselves inside the space because I want people to really get that play it big, like live an extraordinary life and also Mm -hmm. get that you're an extreme human being at the same time. Because I think sometimes when, so like even people, you know, say if you look at me and and we just talk about the shining things that I'm doing out in the world, then sometimes people who are listening to this can then perhaps even me on a pedestal and feel a big disconnection between where I am and where they are. Does this make sense? Like, you know, the reality of it, of it is, I have an extraordinary marriage now. Last night we had an argument. It's life. Everyone's human. Yeah, like really. And this morning I'm still feeling like a little bit of the hangover of it. But, <laughs> and I think it's important to talk about these things, not because it's a shit dump and just, you know, like dumping all my stuff because I'm, I'm not responsible for it. But I think it's important to actually share these things so that We all get that we all are going through things. And Mm -hmm. when you're really experiencing your humanity, it does not mean anything about your extraordinariness. I love that. And I think it's a thing with people in the personal development space, you know, and you're a leader in this industry. People look to you and they think you're a hero and you're perfect all the time. Every day is great. Like they look at Tony Robbins and be like, wow, he's extraordinary 24 seven. It's like, no, we're real people. Like we have our off days. Like honestly, me, the past couple of days, I have had off days. Like I've 
have not been at, yeah. on point, but, but I rec, I recognize that it's normal. It's the flow of life. You know, it's yeah. everyone's human. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being able to interview all of these top leaders um, and spending time with them also behind the scenes. That's what we've seen over and over again. And please know this, everyone is human. So the next time yeah. even that you're feeling, anyone who's listening to this, you're feeling alone because you're thinking, it's only me that's going through this, like really get, no, it's not. Everybody yeah. goes through this. And another thing is like, if you knew all the answers, if life was easy, like what would be the point? You know, we're here yeah. to have our struggles, to learn, explore and grow and heal. Thanks for that. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, before we go on, I have to tell you about our sponsor, FreshBooks. So if you're a freelancer or small business owner, FreshBooks is an easy accounting software that's the simplest way to be more organized and productive with your day-to-day -day paperwork. So with FreshBooks, you can send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments to get paid up to four days faster, and more. Even if you're not a freelancer, you can still use FreshBooks to keep track of your expenses. So my favorite part is that you can take a photo of your receipts with your phone and upload it straight to the FreshBooks app as an expense. So it's super fast, super easy. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. So if you want to claim that, just go to freshbooks.com lifestyle and enter the Lavender lifestyle in their how did you hear about us section. So that's freshbooks.com lifestyle. All right, back to the interview. Okay, so next, I do want to talk about authenticity because mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big part of you and you did that naked photo shoot. Do you want to talk about that? Maybe share like an example in your life where you kind of learned the hard way, the importance of authenticity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many times, but I'm going to use this one example. It was years ago, and I remember there was a point in time where I was sort of picking and choosing who knew about the fact that I'd been on drugs and who knew these parts of my life. And I would talk openly with some people, and then there were some situations that, heck no, that is not a conversation I'd bring up. And I didn't realize that that had an impact on me, to still have parts of me kind of in the closet, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. And and to not be free to be all of me at all times. And I didn't realize the impact. And then one day I opened the newspaper and on the front page and second page was an article about me being on drugs. Wow. <laughs> and um, it was actually a beautifully written article. Okay. And um, the person I had been working with was a um, – and to, I'd started to do some work at a national level around – um, helping to create a pee-free New Zealand, which is a drug-free New Zealand. And mm -hmm. the person who I was working with was a um, New Zealand celebrity. And mm. then, so he wrote this beautiful article, um, and it was lovely, but the fact was it said, you know, essentially Kate was an ex-drug addict. And mm -hmm. it rocked me. I, rem I remember reading it, not expecting it, like the room spun. <laughs> and the ground literally moved from under my feet and I felt like I was going to vomit. And I remember feeling like, once again, the intensity of the moment, my life stuffed, you know. Mm -hmm. People are going to know this. I'm not going to get employed. At that, mo that time I was a registered nurse. I'm not going to get yeah. employed. Um, people are not going to, you know, all of this fear. My grandparents read the article. All <laughs> of this stuff. That is scary. You know, yeah. everyone in your life knows now. Everyone knew. Yeah. I would, and we lived in a small town. I'd go for it, and right. I couldn't even. I couldn't even go to the bank. 
Um, I couldn't oh. leave the house for about five days. Oh my goodness! And um, but what came through that, and this is the important part, is what came through that was I realised that the freedom on the other side of not having to hide was incredible. Now that one was forced on me, which mm-hmm. I'm glad that it was. But yeah, the freedom when we don't have to pick and choose how we show up in different environments is golden. Now. Am I 100% clear with that message every second day now? And this is like eight, nine years later. No, no. <laughs> I'm still learning it. I feel like I'm still unfolding d- different elements of it. But yeah. it's it's a big one. And I think it, the more we can unfold into it, deepen into it, the more freedom we get to experience. Yeah, so I, I do have a question about that. So your stance is you believe that you should be 100% open and honest with the world. You know, it's like for, for example, like me, a personal problem is like how much of my life do I keep private versus public do you think it's important to really show everything or do you think I don't know what are your opinions on that I don't think there's actually any rules I think we get to make up the rules essentially right. like in reality there's no rules and I'm going to sit here and say this is the the band-aid rule for everyone but what I do think is that if we are afraid to say things because of how people would respond I think that's something we need to go and look at for ourselves that's true I yeah. agree yeah, and I think there's a lot of that that's happening. But here's the thing. If you put a frog into hot water, it's going to realize it's hot and it will jump straight out. If you put it into cold water, it will stay in there. And if you slowly turn up the temperature of that water, slowly, 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 and it keeps so slowly that it keeps adjusting mm-hmm. to the temperature each time, it will actually, the water will be boiling and cooking oh, the frog. Wow. Yeah, cooking the frog before <laughs> it's even realized that it's getting cooked and it won't jump out. So this is that tolerance mm-hmm evolves over time when small changes occur in our lives and we tolerate things that don't work for us because they've become our new normal. And so when mm-hmm. I say that, what I'm what I really also do see is that a lot of people are living hiding different parts of themselves because they're afraid to show it. And it's become so normal that they haven't even realized the impact of what it is. They don't even realize they're hiding. No, no. So mm-hmm. do we have to go and say everything to everyone? No, not at all. But I do think that, that it's useful to self-examine more and question ourselves a bit more on just how we're doing ourselves and how we're doing the world. And is it really serving us in the big mm-hmm. picture? And what else could be available if we do things a little different? Right. I think this can apply to a lot of people who feel like they have different opinions for f- from like, for example, their peer group or their family, but they're too afraid to show that. Or Yeah, I think that that's a big issue, actually, especially in this day and age. Everyone has such like conflicting opinions. It's it's hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've, got, you've yeah. got to find your own truth. And I think sometimes yeah. we're also so tangled in the voices in our head that were like perhaps the mum's voice or the dad's voice, that can just interfere that we're not even connecting into what's really there for us. Do you meditate or do you journal? Like what are your tools for connecting with your yourself and your authenticity? I'm, I can be so hit and miss, <laughs> depending, on, so hit and miss on what I'm doing that works for me at the time. But overall writing is the best thing um, mm-hmm. when I actually do it, to be honest. Um, right. Yeah, things like writing, self-care, all of that kind of stuff, um, taking time out for myself, which, you know, and I think this is, I think this part here is a challenge. When you're doing stuff that you really, really love, like for me, I'm doing this and I love it. I could do it 24 Mm seven. Sleep feels like an interruption. And then the thing that I 
often will leave off is self-care. And yeah. I know that it has a big impact. And I talk about self-care. Like last night, I went out on my own for a little bit. But I think it's a balance that we've got to keep playing with. Yeah. I mean, you always have to remind yourself, right? Give yourself some yeah. extra time and care. But I know like as someone who's very ambitious and you love to work and you love what you do. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You do have to keep it balanced. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do want to ask, do you have like one action that our listeners can take today that can shift their mindset in a positive way get out a piece of paper put a big line through the center of it going downwards on one hand side of the paper write the things that you're saying in your head about why you can't and then on the other side like just write out as much as what you can and then on the other side write the opposite on the left side write why you think you can't and on the right side write why yeah. you think you can. Yeah, like all of that stuff, and not just why you think you can't, but all of that stuff that comes up, like um, I'm not good enough, or I'm this, I'm that, or you know, I can't do it because I'm too young, or I don't have mm-hmm. a certain qualification, or my parents don't agree with this, perhaps this choice for me, or if I do this, I'm skiting. Like, because sometimes there's so much stuff that gets impacted under the surface, mm-hmm. and it's all the stuff that holds us back. Yeah. So write all that down, and even actually explore, like, where does it actually come from? Sometimes some of those voices in your head can actually be your parents' voice, which go unexamined. Like, for example, I just got a tattoo, my first tattoo recently, and it's a big tattoo on my forearm. Mm-hmm. And the only voice, actually, that was in my head just like in the real background that had stopped me was my mum's voice of, you know, mm. tattoos on women aren't nice. Just realizing that. So, you know, understand where that was. And then just write on the right hand side, write all of the things actually that are your truth. Like, you know, we have different parts of ourselves. What is that part of you that's absolutely true and is guiding you and wants you to, you know, really expand in this lifetime? Then write from that voice and answer all of that. Find your truths. I really love that. And I'm going to do that right after this episode. Mm. All right. Um, lastly, where can our listeners find you online, Kate? So Facebook. Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube at Kate Marie O'Brien. So Marie is spelled M-A-R-E-E at Kate Marie O'Brien. And also if you want, so I've got a free training uh, series. It's a two-part free series and a little bit of what I've touched on today about the kind of underlying patterning of how we are made up. It will go through in these two videos. It's called The Science of Unlitting Possibility. And you can get it over at gamechangerfree.com. Awesome. And I'll have those links in the show notes and in the blog post. So check those out. Definitely check out Kate Marie O'Brien. Thank you so much, Kate, for being here. It was a pleasure. Pleasure. So nice to meet you. All right. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Tunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye.